don't advertise a discount rate at all. What is that? What does that look like? And another psychological factor that kind of goes into that is that we associate quality with price. And so if the price is higher, the perceived quality is also higher. Broadcast and and d- demonstrate the quality of your education with that price tag. And, and um, a lower price tag can be perceived as a um, less quality education. Welcome to the EduData Podcast, a podcast that serves as your weekly guide to the data driving higher education. We're your hosts. I'm Jamie Boggs. And I'm Timothy Davis. Join us every Friday for weekly breakdowns of the most important data, trends, and topics in higher education. The EduData Podcast is a part of the Enrollify Network a robust collection of podcasts designed to help higher education professionals like you grow. Explore our other shows at Enrollify.org or check out some of my personal favorites linked in the show notes below. Enrollify is made possible by Element 451, the leading AI-powered, all-in-one student engagement platform, helping institutions create meaningful, personalized, and engaging interactions with students. Learn more at Element451.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the EduData Podcast, your source for unraveling the complexities of higher ed data. I'm Jamie Boggs and joining me today is my data savvy co-host, Timothy Davis. What's up, Tim? Hey, hey, Jamie. Good to be back for another episode. Today, we're diving into a topic that is really confusing at, at the higher ed level, but really across our lives. And that's discount rates, what they mean. Today, we're going to be talking specifically about private colleges, but in a bit of quantitative literacy, this is about recognizing what numbers are actually saying instead of what it appears that they're saying. And we're going to get a little bit technical, but we've got some good examples. I think it's going to be great. Absolutely. So to grasp the concept of a discount rate, uh, I'm actually going to cite an article by John Bockenstead on higher ed data stories. And uh, he gives us an analogy of an ice cream shop. So let's say you own an ice cream shop and you offer a 50% discount rate and the revenue per cone drops from $4 to $2. Another store down the street has a 75% discount rate on their $8 cones. uh, So they also earn $2 a cone, but they have different discount rates, right? The fancier shop nearby charges $12, but gives away half of its cones, resulting in a 50% discount rate with a higher net revenue of $6. Meanwhile, a less expensive ice cream shop sells cones for $2.50 with no discount rate, maintaining a 0% discount rate and a net revenue of $2.50. So if we see from this example that the discount rate can be a little bit misleading, right? The, the higher discount rate results in the same net revenue, even if the uh, original price is higher. Right. And you may get the best deal at a place with a lower discount rate, but intuitively our minds tend to recognize that discount rate is I'm getting the better deal. That is better for me. And in reality, most institutions of higher education focus on this model using these ice cream coupons to try to reduce the tuition or give the impression that they're reducing that tuition. So the need for the discounts arise as tuition prices go up and up and up. And we know we see these price tags, $30,000, $40,000 a year. We can't pay that. Most of us don't have that money laying around. So the discount shows us a way that maybe it would make more sense for us to go to this institution. 
But ultimately, what we need to look at is not the rate. We need to look past that and see the bottom line. What's the net revenue per student and then the overall net revenue? This could lead to a much broader discussion, again, about quantitative literacy, about misleading statistics, companies, and yes, higher ed can present numbers that seem impressive, but they really don't mean anything. For example, JCPenney last year got in big trouble because what they started doing was, especially on their online shopping, they would increase their original prices above what it ever actually costs because they wanted to show a bigger discount. So you're paying the same of what you would have been paying. Or I know I like going to stores and you'll see that clearance tag. It's that bright yellow tag that says this is cheaper today. It's like on clearance, $49.99. Original price, $50. It's like the yellow tag draws me in. It makes me want it, but I'm really saving a penny. It's super misleading. But if you want to calculate the discount rate, it's pretty simple. It's the total institutional grant aid. So that's institutional money, not outside grants, not uh, not Pell Grants, not federal money, institutional money divided by the total gross tuition. Net revenue is derived by subtracting that grant aid from the total gross revenue and then divi dividing it among the number of students that you have. So there are different ways to look at this if you are a uh, an institution of higher education, how you shape your and present your discounts. Also, it, it looks a little different if you're a student or a family member shopping for a school. Absolutely. People love a sale and that discount Absolutely. Can, be, can be really attractive. It can be a big yellow sticker that you're, that you present as an institution. As you were given that example of JCPenney, I was also thinking of a TikTok I saw uh, during Black Friday that was of a person at Target and they saw like the Black Friday deal sign, right? And it was on the, the little mount that they've got the price sticker on. And they pulled back the, the Black Friday um, sticker and behind it, the same price <laughs> just yeah. on the normal sale. And that's right? essentially so. like JCPenney got sued for false advertising for that. But most mm. places get away with it. And it's because it's so difficult to prove this wasn't the original price. Like mm -hmm. prices change every day. So it's easy to get away with this type of misleading information, especially on Black Friday when everybody's looking to spend anyway. Well, iPads data shows that a majority of private institutions give some type of institutional aid to over 90% of their students. Some give aid to all students. In doing so, what does that mean for the overall financial security of an institution? What does it mean for students that are looking for the best deal on a quality education at a private school? If you happen to be a student or a family member looking at private schools, you may want to dig a little deeper to get a better understanding of what those discounts are actually telling you. And if you're an enrollment manager looking to compete with private schools in your area, be aware that you should base your ice cream discounts on the bottom line of net revenue, not the percentage of discount that you're giving. Absolutely. I, I went to a school, Timothy, that was a work college. So tuition was covered by work study completely. Mm -hmm. And I, I went on to work there after I graduated. And that was a constant point of discussion. What are we saying here? Are we saying it's a free education? Cause there's still room and board fees. There's still other things to pay for. Are we saying it's tuition free? Cause we don't really charge tuition. So can we say it's free tuition? Like the, the conversation has evolved and continues to evolve since I was in school there over 20 years ago. And mm -hmm. so all that to say, not everybody is using this language to try to get over on you. It's, uh, it's a, 
it's a point of being accurate, but also being enticing. And while it's easy for us to debunk this and say people that were trying to be, uh, that the businesses and higher ed institutions are trying to be shady, they have a job to do and they're trying to do it well. So I don't know that they're out there trying to steal from you, but it is a difficult conversation from both sides, not just the side of the consumer, I think. For sure. And, you know, I mean, another thought there is like, why not just, you know, do the, do your baseline break even or, you know, marginal percentage profit price. Don't advertise a discount rate at all. What is that? What does that look like? And another psychological factor that kind of goes into that is that we associate quality with price. Yep. And so if the price is higher, the perceived quality is also higher. And so there's a game there as well where you're trying to broadcast and and show, d- demonstrate the quality of your education with that price tag. And, and um, a lower price tag can be perceived as a um, less quality education. Right. You, you feel like you get what you're paying for. Going back yep. to your ice cream example, the so if you have a $4 cone for 50% off, that doesn't look like it's as high quality as the $8 cone for 75% off. But guess what? You're still paying $2. And it's probably the same ice cream, right? So it's uh, it, you, you're exactly right that we really need to understand what what the what the bottom line is going to be and and also a lot of the institutions are going toward a tuition reset and here's the thing that's that's why people don't do it it's my tuition may be cheaper than yours but if i don't say i'm giving a discount you, people are still going to go to you and pay more because mine looks cheaper yeah. so a lot of institutions are doing this tuition reset so they can reframe the way that they're sharing this information and we'll see who falls in line and and adopts that model of we're completely changing our tuition model to be more transparent or to be more enticing or whatever. Uh, but that a lot of those conversations are happening in admissions and uh, revenue and finance offices all over the country, all over the world, really. They're also looking for other ways to demonstrate quality. I remember in you know my marketing days, that was that was a a difficult thing to try to summarize to try to say quickly to try to say visually right how do you demonstrate quality with an image you know that we've kind of seen marketing images for for universities look the same you know there's a there's a very specified style that they've all kind of converged on but that can be a a more difficult thing as opposed to like an ice cream store where you can just kind of talk about like the quality of ingredients or you know things like that it's it's a little bit more difficult to to demonstrate quality quickly in those marketing instances when you're when you're marketing for a higher ed institution. I also think about the advertisements where it's like four out of five doctors recommend this toothpaste. (laughs) So that makes you think that five doctors were presented with every toothpaste and they could say this is, and that four said, this is our favorite, right? That's, that's the way that's presented. The way those studies are actually done is they get a hundred doctors and they're all given a list of toothpastes and they say, which ones would you recommend? And most of them are good. So if they say, yeah, I recommend these 10, they're going to pick theirs out and be like, look, 80% of these doctors recommended ours. Yes, maybe 90% recommended another one. We're not going to tell you that part. We're going to hide this. Mm -hmm. Um, Going back to that quantitative literacy, that's something that I really try to pay closer attention to as as my family shops, as we're planning for the future. Uh, Yeah, so make sure uh, you're aware of the doctors that are looking at your toothpaste. I think that relates back to what you were saying about what are we describing as a high quality education, Mm -hmm. what are graduation rates, what are 
employment rates after graduating? What does that look like? What percentage of debt are people graduating with? All those things are things to look at, not just the discount rate. So point of today's lesson here on the EduData podcast, don't believe everything you read, ask more questions. Yeah. I wonder if, if any of our listeners have um, a good example of qualitative literacy education on like maybe their their institution's website or in other like student facing uh, materials that they try to to disseminate to their to their prospective students. Yeah, we would love to hear about that and, and showcase anybody that's doing it well, because obviously the rest of us that are in those Black Friday lines didn't get that in college. So I would love to be able to share that with our listeners. So please contact us at Enrollify or our email addresses are in the show notes or just comment wherever you see this post on LinkedIn or, or wherever you found the EduData podcast. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the EduData podcast. We will catch you in the next one. Thanks for listening. The EduData podcast is part of the Enrollify podcast network. If you like this podcast, chances are you'll like the other Enrollify shows too. Our podcast network is growing by the month. We've got a plethora of marketing, enrollment, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks, all designed to empower you to be a better higher ed professional. Our shows help higher ed marketers and admissions professionals find their next big idea and feature a selection of the industry's best as your hosts. Learn from Jamie Hunt, Artist Kadu. Dustin Ramsdale, Jeremy Tears, and so many of your other favorite leaders in higher ed. And Rollify is made possible by Element 451, the leading AI-powered all-in-one student engagement platform helping institutions create meaningful, personalized, and engaging interactions with students. Learn more at element451.com.